Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is very hard for me to envision a world where Evan Neal is a first-round bust, especially because they're not leaning on him to play left tackle and protect the blind side because sure. Andrew Thomas, yeah. who uh, Patty Trainer just reported ready for training camp, he, he's healthy as well. And, like, Evan Neal, to me, even if he isn't this incredible all-pro, I just think he's going to be a really solid right tackle in the NFL basically forever. Like, I, I really do view that as a guy where – it's hard to envision a world for me where the Giants don't have him on their offensive line in five years. Like that just, and I think that's why. Yes, he's most important that he's a hit because if he's a bust, it would be like tragic. Joe Shane just misses on his first big offensive line pick and trying yeah. to rebuild this. The thing is, and I, I want to caution this point because everybody's gonna think I'm being negative. I don't believe this will happen, but I could see us living in a world where Kayvon Thibodeau does turn out to be a bust. For because of injuries or just the moments well, too much for him, the system like what do you all of it, all of it. Now I'm not, I'm not anti, you know, the kind of flashiness. Look at me, you know, like energetic because I love that with Beckham and he wasn't a boss by any means. So and you need a swagger, dude, because honestly, bro, yeah. like, the Giants have been duds and stiffs forever right. now. They need a guy that has swagger. I on totally agree, hundred percent. And I, by the way, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be a guy that goes to multiple Pro Bowls. I, I believe agree. it all. I believe he's an alpha, and I believe that as a result, you're going to actually get a really good Aziz Ojolari on the other side. I'm just saying, whether it's injuries, whether it's hype, I mean, look at Chase Young in year two. And I know the jury's still out. He could go off and be the defensive player of the year this year. But that was a guy we were talking about. Can you believe we missed out on him by beating Washington? And, you know, <laughs> the Giants end up with Andrew Thomas. You could be looking back at that going, oh, I'd rather have Andrew Thomas than Chase Young. Like that, that world does exist as both of those guys enter year three. I, I just, again, these pass rushers, 
All of them, even the great ones like Miles Garrett. Remember, I mean, the jury's still out on Bradley Chubb. Now, I'd rather have him than Saquon Barkley, but okay. we've had hyped up pass rushers, drafts and drafts and drafts, and some of them just end up being fine players, but don't end up being elite guys like Von Miller or like Miles Garrett. So I hope he's Von Miller or Miles Garrett. I think he's probably closer to that than some of this, but I just, we could operate in a world where he ends up being a bust, which I think is softened somewhat if that were to ever happen by Evan Neal just being an incredible offensive lineman. And again, you could scheme pass rush. You could figure it out. You want that elite pass rusher that draws double teams and you hope you have it, but it would be far more tragic to this team if Evan Neal isn't basically a sure hit here, as I kind of talk about this as rookies and our camp. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Listen, like you said, like Shane, two top 10 picks his first draft. If one or both were to miss, and look, I look, the NFL draft, so much and focus and attention is always on the first and second round, specifically the top 10, top five, and, and sometimes too much, right? We focus right. way too much. I could get, we could go a laundry list of Hall of Famers outside of the top 10, pro bowlers, all that. But when you have been as bad as the Giants have been the last couple of years, we were excited. We had these two top uh, 10 p- draft picks. You want to hit on both of them. It's your, it's your first impression, Shane. And we talked about the depth of the draft. That's what's going to win you the championships. But when you look back on this draft class, both of those names is how we're going to judge it. And well, if and one ends up being a great player and the other one's a bust, I think that's enough. A great, great player. Like perennial pro bowler, 10-year career, cornerstone of the team. You're fine if that's the case. And there's two other names in here that you need to factor in when talking about Neil and Thibodeau and why they both really need to be great. because. If Micah Parsons, who the Giants passed on and made sure to trade back, sure, and or Justin Fields becomes this incredible top 10 quarterback in the NFL that the Giants are still longing for, and they basically handed him to the Bears in that trade, unfortunately, right, wrong, or indifferent for guys like Neil and Thibodeau, and I know that clearly this is a Neil pick more than a Thibodeau pick, but they could have gone either one first or the other. Those two guys need to collectively be better than singularly having Micah Parsons on your team or having Justin Fields on your team, which is why it's just it's so important. And maybe this is again ties all the way back into Joe Shane here at Ohika Castle talking about nerves. They got a lot of pre- those two guys have a lot of pressure. The ref- rest of the draft class is gravy, and we have you know hope. You know, maybe Flop becomes a good corner, Azudu becomes a good offensive lineman, you know, just solid starters for this team, fine. Wandell Robinson, I think, is the X factor of the whole draft classes. Again, you draft a guy in the second round, you expect him to be on a field as a starter, uh, you know, and, and how Brian Dable uses him will be interesting. But, hey, we're going to see those names on the house, uh, see the, the NY on the helmets, jerseys flying around. Well, and the thing bottles. about Robinson, Sean, too, is that, you know, he's coming into a situation where he's like, you know, third on the depth. I mean, you have – Tony, you have Galladay. So he's coming into a situation where yeah. he doesn't I, you don't count on the balls for on thousand the team. yards. Right. 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 So he, but, he, but, the pressure but. isn't there as much with him. So I think that No, the pressure's not the there, but at the same time, when you're drafted in the second round, you better make an impact. No, you know, I, I, for sure. The Gi- the Giants are not exactly in a position as a franchise to be given guys two years to get going if you're taken in the second round. Like like those are picks where you expect to build starting quality yeah. players. Uh, and again, how much longer do you expect Sterling Shepard around? And with all due respect, and this is maybe a story for another episode, uh, is Darius Slayton even going to be on this team? Is this a guy that's going to get traded in training camp? Because yeah, this room has gotten very full really quick and basically almost feels like we're always going to remember Slayton for the uh, the missed uh, ball in Washington in week two as well. So you're right. But 
I, I, I don't want to give Wondell Robinson a pass. If they use the second round pick on him, they feel very high on him. And I'm just really fascinated. Probably if I had to rank top five things that are going to fascinate me the most this year, seeing how an NFL offense in 22 run by Brian Dable looks compared to the crap we've seen for the last couple of years. Because remember when they took Robinson that Friday night in round two, wow, does this mean Tony's going to get traded with those dumb rumors that came out? Yeah. Because a similar kind of player, when in reality is they want more guys like Kadarius Tony on the field, which is the way the modern NFL is going. And we are just so brainwashed to small receiver on the inside, big receiver on the outside. They're going to be putting guys all over the place like chess pieces. It's going to be very exciting to see how they do this. Yeah, and uh, not to veer off too much from the rookies, but I said his name and it just made me think of this, is that to me, Kenny Galladay has so much to prove this year, maybe out of almost any giant not named Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. That's fair. This is a guy that came in, got a lot of money, right? We thought he would go out, score 10 touchdowns, and he didn't do it. And they were, bro, there were times this year where he flat out quit. Okay, he didn't. There were interceptions. Yeah. He didn't make tackles. He looked like a guy that took his ball and went home. And he said all the right things here in the offseason. He seems like he wants to uh, mentor Tony, but this is New York City. Didn't meet the media something like this. This is a guy that is the number one. Granted, there's some depth on in the wide receiver chart, but he's the number one receiver of this team, and he's got to play like one this year. So yeah. he's got a lot to prove going into the season. Otherwise, he's going to hear it big time from the fans. I don't disagree. I happen to like Galladay, and I will. Me too. You this. By the way, the, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't I disagree with anything you said, but I will say this. I don't believe that they built an offense with Garrett at the beginning and Kitchens coming in that like they understood how to play the Kenny Galladay strengths. They were like mm-hmm. very reserved. They were afraid to take shots. Yeah. He's a contested catch guy. They were afraid to do that. I also think that Daniel Jones, probably his biggest weakness quarterback wise is, is hitting that fade and throwing it up to a guy in the end zone. And he missed Galladay a couple times on those that hurt. But I will say this anytime Kenny Galladay, caught some big passes, right? Or like caught a ball. It just looked different than anything we were seeing on the field. Like he, when he did have those opportunities and he caught, you know, a a slant and took it, you know, the extra seven yards. I know, I know Tony is a different kind of player, but Galladay just looked like just that powerful presence. He reminded me of Plaxico, but again, it wasn't consistent enough. They didn't have the right offense enough and he quit a lot too. So it feels like Kenny Galladay's unfortunately a player. And again, he did come from the Detroit Lions. But a player that when the going's good, he's a guy you want on your team. But when the going's bad, he ain't going to do anything to help the situation. Yeah, and I'm just thinking these things now, too. Another thing, too, and this is all NFL teams, I get that, but injuries, Jones, Barkley, Galladay, guys that, that have to, Shepard, they have to stay on the field, dude. There's just right. these guys have had so many injuries, and it's part of the NFL. But if these guys don't stay healthy, we're staring at another three or four win season. So hopefully that yeah, and, and to that point, the, the quarterback's got to stay in the field. Jones, Jones is only shot to be starting to staying on the field. Oh, definitely. Only 100%. shot because he doesn't stay in the field. Exactly. Barkley, I almost expect to get hurt because he's hurt every year. But they don't have an Ingram anymore who missed a ton of games. Here's the thing. Injuries will always happen. It's impossible to ask for, you know, all these starters to stay healthy long-term. You're going to lose a key guy. Every team does, and it's how you deal with it, which is what I'm talking about, by the way, with drafting the depth. But what they can have happen, and it seems to always happen, is just like an unreal injury tick on one side of the board to one unit at once be like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, for instance, if they were to lose a Dory Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, like, they wouldn't be able to scrape together corners to play. No, I'd be screwed. Uh, you know, and wide receivers. I mean, how many times are you going to lose two, three wide receivers and you're looking going, you know, we're going to call back Tim Carter to start here this week? <laughs> 
can they just stay, you know, if one guy goes down, can it not be a domino effect for the other guys? Can we just have it, you know, where there's a one, one key injury a week and not 15 key injuries a week? I think that would be a good start. You know, I, I'm not even asking for a clean injury here. I'm just asking for limitations on how many guys are out at once. But we pray to the football gods for that. Right, because if, if Galladay, Tony, Robinson, I mean, that's an exciting trio. But if those guys start dropping like flies, and like we said, maybe you call back Darius Slayton, hey, you want to be the number one wide receiver. I mean, you can't right. Dante Pettis. I mean, you can't have this. Right. There's no way you can function as an NFL offense with wide receivers like that. There's just no way. And like you said, the secondary, good luck covering the Cowboys if we have nobody out there that can cover anybody. So, yeah, the injuries are going to be a big thing, and the Giants have just had a million of them over the last couple of years. By the way, and I hope this happens for him personally, but watch. Like, this will be the year Sterling Shepard plays all 17 <laughs> games out of nowhere now. Hopefully. Yeah. And then, no, but then we'll be screaming at but then we'll be screaming in December going, can we get Wondell Robinson on the field? Yeah. Shepard's taking his reps, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this that's will be fair. the year. <laughs> this will be the year. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for episode seven here of one giant step as we embark on training camp and the rookies open camp. Tommy, no more rabbits in the basement. We got football from here on out, buddy. I'm excited for it, uh, Sean. Excited for camp. Excited to talk to you later in the week, my man. All right. At Tommy Lugar, where you can follow him. At Mraz CBS, where you can follow me. Uh, again, catch Tommy afternoon drive on Tuesday, right? On WFAN? Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday. And Friday. And I will be on the fan following Tommy and CMAC on Tuesday night if you've already downloaded this podcast and listened. If not, if you've already heard us on the fan, well, thank you for listening again. Uh, this is One Giant Step. Appreciate all the support. And let's go, Big Blue. <laughs>